This is Our Point with Zach and Carmen. Good morning. Uh, good morning. It's too early. I We really have to come up with a better schedule. <laughs> well, I don't know if we can. I'm too busy now. I'm already having mild heart attacks about everything. Yeah, I... I don't know <laughs> what don't, to tell you. <laughs> you don't feel I that am way? not busy, and I would like to record this at not an early time, so. Yeah, yeah. What fancy coffee cup you got over there? Oh, I got a new one. Okay. I, uh, I went garage sailing this weekend with my friend Jenny, and I bought Audrey Hepburn? Mug. Who is that? Um, so the coffee, it's a Kate Spade coffee mug. It just oh. has a lady on it. Um, and I, I like the way the lady looked. It says charm on the top. It says give it's gifts green. that surprise and delight. Yeah, it's green. Um, she's wearing a bunch of jewels. It says bejeweled on it. Bejeweled. It, do the jewels change colors when their coffee gets cold like the no, Mr. Rogers? It is not mm. that cool. Mm. This is... How many? And it cost me $5, which I felt oh was pretty God. steep. Pretty what steep. kind of garage sales are you going to? This was a very expensive garage sale, actually. Um, which, and then of course I never would have bought this, but now I'm like, well, I have this podcast, so I have to come up with interesting content. So I bought a coffee mug so I could tell people about it. Oh, I'm just, you I mean, from the like 30 minutes that I went garage selling with you and now hearing about your $5 coffee mug purchase, shit's gotten expensive. Oh, this lady wanted $15 for a plant stand that I like gingerly put back because i was not going to pay that and jenny what? thought about buying a pot for a plant and it was like 14 dollars. i'm like you can buy full price 14 dollar pot at target put that back well i was like the one dollar that my grandma gave me when i used to go with her sure wouldn't go very far anymore no thanks a lot donald trump so that was part of my weekend we did yoga in the park and then we went garage sailing, and then we went to the Top Hat and did some day drinking because hashtag balance. Well, your weekend sounds... Ooh, wait, it gets wait. better. Okay. And then uh, yesterday, I drove to Brookings to meet up with Ellen, who is oh. my friend from high school. She's from Wisconsin. She's from Wisconsin, but she was home visiting her family and getting a puppy. And so then I got to meet her in Brookings and I took Lola and we had a puppy play date at Hillcrest Park. <laughs> How did Lola and, do with that? Uh, Lola did great. Okay. And I mean, the puppy is like nine weeks old. It is so little and so sweet. And I had the worst possible service at Cottonwood Bistro and we oh, got no. rained on and it was awesome. I'd do it all over again. Oh, very good. Your weekend sounds more relaxing than mine. Do you want what me to start you? with how it started? Yeah, what'd you do? I also got a massage. I didn't even tell you about all of the amazing <laughs> things I did. Well, let's start at the beginning. So Friday, our neighbors were gone who because it's Labor Day weekend. So our neighbors who usually watch their dogs are gone because we were going to go visit or we went to go visit Michael's mom in Indiana. And so I was like, oh, I'll just take the dogs out to my parents' house, right? Makes sense. It's only an hour drive, whatever. So I'll take them out on Friday. So I went out there on Friday to drop the dogs off, only for my parents to fool me. <laughs> and we had to go to the cabin to like check out drywall. 
Okay. Only then for us to spend three hours literally hauling boulders up and down the banks of the <laughs> the lake. Lake Medieval. <laughs> yeah, to the point where we like had to make a fake wall with boards and dad was dropping boulders off from the bobcat and then we would try and catch them and then my legs were all bruised. I hurt so bad. It was just a miserable experience and I, I was so broken. Me and my brother were both broken on Friday night. Because then they were like, well, you're only here for one night, so we have to do all of these things. So then I woke up in the morning, and at least I got to not continue to work at the cabin. I went home. Then Michael and I went to Indiana, where we went on the boat and hung out with his mom and ate and did all of those fun things. And then we got back on Monday, and then I had to drive out and get my dogs. And then I watched Mulan. That was like the one nice, really relaxing, <laughs> joyful thing. But... It started off with a bang. My legs are all beat up and bruised from like getting whacked with rocks. And it's just miserable, Carmen. They're miserable. That, my parents are miserable. That sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was it was a lot. And our flight out of Indiana, we left at six twenty in the morning. So we had to get up at, you know, four thirty in the morning, which is three thirty our time. Which that was, was yesterday. So early. Yeah, yesterday morning. So it was a lot. So early. Yeah, I definitely won the weekend competition. You always win the weekend competition. (laughs) Like, I don't get it. And then I didn't even get to, like, relax on the plane because, you know, now I'm in grad school and apparently I already missed the first week of class. And so... What do you mean you missed the first week of class? Well, I... Classes are technically supposed to start tomorrow, but one of my classes started the week prior and I had no idea about it. So then I had all of these things I had to read. So I didn't even get to like watch TV on the airplane. I had to read these books and find highlighters. And it's a lot. It's a lot. But all's going to be fine. But one of the things that I (laughs) noticed when I was in Indiana is everybody there apparently loves Donald Trump. In Indiana. Everybody. I mean, and I guess like Mike Pence is from there. Mm-hmm. But, but it's a lot, and so his par- Michael's parents or mom's place is on a lake, and so there are Trump flags everywhere on the lake, and I didn't understand it. And while we were cruising the lake, I was scrolling on my phone, and I there were these stories, um, like this one from the New York Times that says at least four boats sink during Trump boat parade in Texas. Officials say by Brian pitched and amy orts and i lost it was so funny have you seen these these stories of these all these trump boat parades that they're doing apparently and this article of course is not long it basically just says the boat Boat sank (laughs) but they (laughs) like apparently all these people get into a huge line i don't know there was i don't remember how many boats it said this this parade had in it but they had strong winds, 10 to 15 miles an hour, which can create some you know, pretty decent waves in larger lakes. And the wakes from all of the other boats going nonstop like, creates even more waves, right? And these people didn't slow down or anything. They were just so having so much fun waving their Trump freak flags that they literally sunk their boats. 22-foot boats underwater, they had eight foot tall flagpoles 
attached to their boats. And the pictures of all these things of seeing these boats go underwater and the people having like freaked out looks on their faces is like the best thing ever. And they were all over Indiana too. Like every boat had like a Trump flag. And I finally asked um, Michael's mom's boyfriend. I was like, what the fuck is with like all these flags on the boat? I don't get it. I've grown up around a lake my entire life and I've never seen people put like flag poles on a boat. What is this? And he's like, oh yeah, everybody does it. There was no real answer to it, but nothing says white rich privilege, like a bunch of white people with their big boats on their second homes driving around with their Trump flags. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the flags have like Trump 2020, fuck your friends. And like, they, they are some like aggressive signs out there. They ain't messing around. But have you seen, have you seen the, the stuff that's like, it's a meme that has Poseidon on it. Poseidon for Biden. (laughs) Poseidon for Biden. I did see that one. I thought that was pretty clever. I, um, so I was on social media all weekend because, you know, I was relaxing. <laughs> there was another boat parade where somebody uh, sank in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And that one was because I watched a little video. And that one was more sad because they were just on the lake. And then the, the boat parade kind of swarmed them in this no wake zone. Mm-hmm. And so then they actually sunk the boat. Uh, so I felt I felt bad for those people because... They were not part of the melee, but yeah, this uh, Texas one was just kind of just enjoyed the schadenfreude of it all. Well, there was also apparently a boat parade here in Minnesota on the St. Croix River, and it was kind of a similar story where they had all these crazy Trump boat parade people. No idea who, what crazy white man is organizing a Trump boat parade, but it seems like something that a white man would come up with um but apparently they just like don't pay attention to boating laws or boarding boating norms with like falling close and creating like a bunch of wake um which is Mm -hmm. what you're talking about and they had there were so many boats going past this like no wake zone or so close to the shoreline that a bunch of people on the shore whose boats were you know tied to their docks sank because they were getting hit with four to three foot waves and so the saint croix people had three people whose boats were submerged because the jackasses were doing their boat parade in the no wake zone and i was like well doesn't surprise me they didn't listen to the rules would you ever get like a a, i don't know like a huge elizabeth warren flag and just like (laughs) fly up behind your car or something like these wackadoos are i was just trying to think if i would ever have done that i just don't think i would like i know i know what i'm gonna do get a gigantic flag like perkins flag and fly it up above my boat if you if there was an elizabeth warren parade at your lake i would drive up and attend it i guess would you get a flag out like would you just like wait yeah i'd I'd find a i'd find a I'd sew a flag. Okay. I'd whip I'd whip that up and then come and join the Elizabeth Warren boat parade. Like it's just... <laughs> it might just be our boat. I'm just gonna throw that out there. It might just be us. But like the picture of these people on this New York Times thing, look how many flags they have on their boat. Yeah. It's it's seven, a lot. Eight, nine. It's nine. <laughs> There's my every it's ten. There's ten flags that I can see. 
<laughs> this one sunk. boat that's currently sinking on this <laughs> this photograph. Uh, so dumb. Yeah, so the, the photo caption says, owners of boats of all shapes and sizes were encouraged to participate and decorate their craft with, quote, as many Trump flags, quote, as possible at the event, you know, Lake Travis in Texas. I, but I, I mean, I don't like... feel like there'd be as many, like, Elizabeth Warren pop-up merch stores as there are Trump store. Like, I just don't know where we'd get, all get our Elizabeth Warren flags. Well, and it probably wouldn't be a boat parade because most of Elizabeth Warren's supporters are, <laughs> you know, working three jobs and don't have the ability to have a 20-foot boat mm-hmm, at their mm-hmm. second lake home. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah. So... They got I, I what don't... they deserved. <laughs> it it was it was a welcome after seeing all the Trump flags this weekend to see their boat sink, and then them have to like call the fire department to come to rescue them. It was great. Well, one of the things I read this weekend, which I think is going to be interesting to exactly four people, and you are not one of them, but I know how much you love Page Six. I do. So I like Tyler Perry. I, I happen to be on Twitter. So one of my authors that I follow on Twitter that I just adore is Roxanne Gay. And there has been for years, she has been telling us like she has a nemesis and then she actually has a couple nemesises and then she has them tiered in such a way that like some nemesises aren't worth like getting all worked up about, but other, you know, like, so your tertiary nemesis, maybe you don't worry about so much. So page six broke this story. <laughs> uh, it says Roxanne Gay names Tyler Perry as one of her nemesises by Alex Heigl. Mm. And um, so Roxanne Gay actually tweets this and she was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is so ridiculous. I can't believe this is something that like page six acts like actually cared about and printed and made something out of nothing. But as someone who's been following the nemesis story for so long, I thought it was hilarious. And then also, I was kind of disappointed because, A, part of the fun is not knowing who the nemesises are. And yeah, I don't know why she's all, like, would consider Tyler Perry one of them. But when you read the article, I don't think actually <laughs> he is one. <laughs> so anyway, uh, she talks about... She had tweeted about how one of her nemesis is a billionaire now. And um, so then she replies to her own tweet and like, it's Tyler Perry, guys. He is a billionaire now. Which led me to believe that she was actually making fun of it and not that he was actually a nemesis that she actually like plots against. But then she said that he's a pioneer in glorifying the (laughs) degradation and demonization of black women, homophobia, and the lowest common denominator. So that was kind of like a little like, oh, I just, well, first on, first off, I have no idea who Roxanne Gay is. So <laughs> whatever. I do know who Tyler Perry is because I do love the Medea movies mm-hmm. um, and wish I would have went and saw his play. But I was struck in back by, I guess if I knew context that she normally doesn't tell who the nemesis are, mm-hmm. but why would you ever say them out loud? Like, that's what I couldn't quite figure out. Like, why she would confirm one way or the other. 
one, because Tyler Perry is incredibly powerful. So I'm not saying like you don't want to pick on powerful people, but I mean, and he genuinely is like seen as a nice person, right? Who knows if he is or isn't. But I was just like, why? Why are you talking about your nemesis? I don't get it. Well, that's something that she does occasionally. And then people like to try and guess or people like to find clues. And so it's it's something that her Twitter community talks about. What is she? Why is she a thing? She's an author. And what what does she write? Um, Hunger, Bad Feminist. Uh, So she's a feminist author. Okay. Yeah, I would say Bad Feminist and Hunger are the But they're like top memoirs or like self-help books type of a thing, not like fantasy uh, books. Short or... story collection. Okay. Uh, memoir, Hunger is a memoir. Difficult Women uh, is essays. Uh, she has I did several, find it interesting that she books. said something about her nemesises are also people that she's just jealous of. Yes, like career envy. so the years ago there was a tweet that she wrote and that's the first time i saw it was um a nemesis had gotten a job that she had been up for and she's like i had temporarily stopped plotting against her for the holiday i will not make that mistake again and it was like oh so dramatic uh so that's when i got kind of invested i should say into the roxanne gay nemesis piece so like like, a great way for her to get publicity (laughs) learning about tyler perry was like i said slightly disappointing so all right well you're welcome for people who know who roxanne gay is and i'm sure tyler perry has lost no sleep (laughs) and is counting his billions and is yes i can't imagine he cares much about roxanne gay plotting against him i don't know it's clearly not working all right more coffee Okay, so the big Trump news. Let's just get to this orange duck. Is in the hill. Everybody's probably seen it right now, but um, titled Trump called American War Dead in French Cemeteries. Losers Report by Edward Morand. So there was a obviously a piece in The Atlantic last week that talked about President Trump when he was in Paris in 2018 celebrating the ending of World War One, not going to visit the cemetery of the American cemetery of American fallen troops in um, in France, and he apparently said, "Why would I go to that cemetery? It's filled with losers and suckers who died. Like, why would I go?" And so, of course, Trump, you know, has said that that wouldn't happen and whatnot. But then he used the excuse that the weather was really bad and it was raining. And then there's another article where somebody or line where somebody also said that he was concerned about his hair getting wet and it ruining his hair in the rain in the water. That was funny. Which 2018, I remember when these stories came out because all of a sudden Trump just decided not to attend the ceremony and then they blamed it on security and they couldn't they couldn't find Marine One there, and then the motorcade, it was too dangerous to lock down the route for the motorcade. All well, Angela Merkel and Macron, the Prime Minister of France, also went to the cemetery, so they were there, and Trump didn't go. 
then Trump said that he, of course, didn't say he would never say that these soldiers were losers and suckers, but he has a track record of calling Gold Star families and other veterans losers and suckers, John McCain, the Khan family. And then it was like corroborated by like the AP, the Washington Post, Fox News, like Fox News came out and was like, oh, yeah, there's parts of this story that are very, very true. And then Trump's like, well, no, I was very, very sad that I couldn't go see these soldiers, that I called Melania Trump back in Washington, D.C. to tell her how sad I was, only for it to come out that Melania Trump was actually in France (laughs) with him. So that was a lie. The Marine One thing I think is hilarious because then all of the pictures got posted of Barack Obama flying in Marine One in like huge storms. Marine One can like fly through like, this is like the most advanced helicopter with the best pilots of all time. It can fly through a rainstorm. Like the helicopter isn't not able to to work. So again, he's just a shitty, shitty human that degrades our our troops. And I mean, he had to have somebody apparently in this article and in the Atlantic explain to him like what World War One was about, like why why was this important? Um, it's just really interesting, and you've seen a couple of polls have came out um, that have focused on military families and service members and veterans, and Trump is now down to Joe Biden like twelve points or something like that with military families, which thank God they're coming around because they are traditionally a huge lock for Republicans um, and a huge backbone of the GOP, but these continual stories of, you know, Russia putting bounties on American soldiers to Trump calling fallen soldiers, losers and suckers. I just don't understand what goes through somebody's head that says this shit out loud. Don't get it. I was reading a tweet from somebody talking about the, how rigorous the Atlantic is with their fact checking. Cause he was like, I wrote a story once and I had referenced that Lauren Michaels from SNL was eating snow peas during a meeting and they tracked down that information and found out that he was actually eating edamame. <laughs> like oh. it was this <laughs> incredibly insignificant detail and he was like, they fixed it. So when I say like, I believe with the Atlantic Prince, they have a rigorous vetting process. He's like, I mean it. I well, was and I think the other thing that's interesting, so whether or not they have an audio tape of him saying it or not, those seem, in my opinion, They seem very, very plausible words that would have came out of his mouth. He has a track record of not being incredibly eloquent. So the only words he could probably come up with were losers or suckers. But nothing about that doesn't sound like something that Donald Trump would say. For sure. And that is the reality of when you're a shitty human so many times that nobody even gives you the benefit of the doubt now. And, And they don't deserve to give you the benefit of the doubt. But- I don't know. Like this is like job 101 for president. You have to like go to the cemeteries of fallen soldiers. I mean, that's it's what you have to do. And then there was the stories that came out that because, you know, he now had an additional 6 hours of free time because he didn't go to the cemetery like he was planned that he just like walked around the the French embassy in Paris and literally took artwork that he liked 
and was like, I'm taking this back to DC with me. Like stuff that is, like, has been there forever. He just took $750,000 worth of art and put it on the plane with him and took it home. That's what he did with his six free hours when he was worried about his hair. I They just kept saying uh, American Cemetery in Paris. Um, but that is not the one that we went to? No, this is right outside. This is a, a Marine. We went to the we National World, yes, the National World War II um, cemetery, American Cemetery in Paris. This is World War I, um, right outside of Paris, that basically has a bunch of Marines in it. I think 1,800 Marines are buried there from World War I. Oh, yes, because our vacation of death was World War II themed. Yes, that is correct. I mean, and we that was a, that was a that was a bummer story. I mean, it was good because he. Well, I mean, he's just a shitty human, and people need to recognize that this guy has no moral characters. Well, and that's the thing. I I don't know why he would still have support among troops and veterans uh, after the first Gold Star family debacle, which would have yes, been in sixteen. So these folks that have been hanging on to this guy who is a draft dodger and yes, uh, incredibly disrespectful this whole time. But you know what? Welcome to our side. Yes, I'm liking this that is, they are finally This is returning. what it took. I mean, that he has always been um, so crappy about like John McCain and uh, POWs and... Well, then the additional like, story whatever. came out that he had his, you know, his military parade. And did you see this one where he said he didn't want disabled troops um, with prosthetics in the parade because they would creep people out because people and find that them no one creepy. wanted to see that. Yes, and then Nobody Tammy Duckworth lost her mind again, rightfully yes. so. Rightfully so. <laughs> it's like what? Like why does this keep that in your head? Why are you saying this stuff out loud? Disgusting. Uh, yes, some people just don't have that internal monologue, which is great. It's great for us because now everyone gets to know how terrible he is. And True. Uh, so I have a coronavirus story that I'd like to talk about. And it's oh, is that Kaiser. still going on? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Still in a pandemic, oh. guys. Oh, weird. Still happening. Uh, our friend Phil the other day made a reference to something like, oh, that happened during the pandemic and i was like no 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 still <laughs> still happening still still happening and he was like well you know like march i feel like march and april were like different than now and i was like yes march and april were different from now because now it's worse it's so much worse <laughs> back when all we had to worry about in april was smithfield south dakota is so much worse so oh by what thursday south dakota became number one in the nation of positive cases per population and are you tired Dakota, of winning yet so much winning and our winning. governor wasn't even here she was off campaigning in iowa oh that's nice of her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at a crowded banquet hall full of old people with no masks um so <clears throat> I don't know why Iowa is like, we should kill off our base. But, and then I don't know if North Dakota overtook us during the weekend. I saw a, a, 
um, state rep in North Dakota talking about how they were number one. And I was like, oh, no. So anyway, um, Kaiser Health News, the article is called Health Officials Worry Nations Not Ready for COVID-19 Vaccine. And uh, the AP wrote this story, and I feel like they did. Oh, Liz um, Zabo. Great. Thanks, so <laughs> I have apparently become an anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorist, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not comfortable with this role, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't really understand what's going on. So my coworkers are in meetings, because they're fancier than me. Uh, with the Department of Health in both states um, talking about how we're going to have a vaccine by November 1st and we, they have to be ready to roll it out. And it will not roll out to the general public because that's like phase four, but they're going to do like probably frontline workers, uh, healthcare uh, workers, long-term care facility um, residents. So this article goes on to say that public health departments have been underfunded for decades and now they are being asked in less than two months that they have to roll out a mass vaccination program basically for 330 million people. And they don't know if they're going to get federal aid to do that. Uh, right now they're the states have coronavirus money that has to be spent by the end of the year. So if you're talking about November 1st, that's not like a lot of time before the end of 2020 to spend all of your monies. Um, right now, they're already staffing up for people to do contact tracing, but now you have to have more staff to educate people about vaccines and then to distribute, administer, and track the doses. Yeah. Uh, you have to, the first vaccine they anticipate, um, will actually be two dose. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now you have to convince everyone to get vaccinated and then you have to find them 20 to 28 back. days later to get the second dose. And, you know, we're used to doing that right now. Like, for example, with the HPV vaccine, that's a mm. multi-dose one. So it's not to say that, like, that's particularly unprecedented, but there is a significant drop-off rate between the first and second vaccination. Because then you have to, like, that's, and that's this whole other responsibility. Then you have, this is um, a quote from a woman in South Carolina. She's like, we're in a very deep red state. And the message that is coming out is not a message of trust and confidence in medical or scientific evidence. And so you have the, the same guy who's not, well, and same with our governor, right? Like she literally said, we're not listening to so-called elitist experts. I'm like what? You're an expert or you're an expert. Like that's, uh, anyway, uh, they're saying like we're not listening to the the scientists um and then at the same time they're like but you should definitely trust this vaccine that we're rushing out that's the fastest a vaccine has ever happened and then we're all gonna get it and so i was trying to and this is what makes me the conspiracy theorist right so they're like oh no the department of health they're definitely like we're definitely getting a vaccine i'm like okay so who runs the department of health 
like our governor and who like who does our governor answer to not the people of south dakota but the president and what does the president have in november that perhaps he is worried about oh an election and so do you feel like maybe this isn't based on uh actual science but um politics and so that's it's just a disaster. So yes. this article, which is very long, because I only like the long articles, talks about uh, all of the um, different hurdles that different states will have. Um, and one of them talks about the public health department in Mississippi still operates mostly by fax, like fax machines. And he's like, you can't get like 1,200 faxes a day. And uh, expect anything efficient to happen. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, I think, I think, well, it goes back. I've seen a couple of um, stories and articles about the vaccine. And of course, Trump saying that it's going to be ready by November 1st, which is convenient for, you know, the November 3rd election if it doesn't get pushed out faster. And that the reality is, is it's like it puts even more onus on Fauci, whether or not Fauci blesses, you know, says that he blesses this vaccine or not, and that people will believe Fauci if he says that it's good to go. Um, but again, how Trump is going to be like reliant on Fauci giving it the green light. And so that's a different side story. But I mean, just the the practicality of having, I mean, the vaccine isn't ready right now to have 330 million doses ready to go is the the syringe problem trying to also pair that with flu shot season Mm -hmm. then thinking about the the politics of whether or not i mean we can't get people to wear masks so what makes you think getting a shot's going to be easier and then getting two shots like is it going to be a, a vaccine that is free like is the government going to pay for everybody to get the shot or is it going to be something that has to you know that you're going to have to go through your copay or if you don't have health insurance you I mean what does that look like and then i just think about the practicality of like we can't get people to get their flu shot when we spend hundreds of millions of dollars advertising flu the flu season and the importance of the flu shot we have medical professionals and scientists that have to still talk about the reality that flu shot doesn't give you like autism. It doesn't give you the flu. Like we still can't convince people that the flu shot doesn't kill you. What makes you th- anybody think that this COVID-19 vaccine is going to be an easier task? I mean, it's just mind blowing to me. Well, that's, like, that's what I'm saying. Cause I, I am pro vaccine. I actually joined the, immunization coalition as <laughs> last week i paid my dues um so i am a ardent supporter and like you're gonna have a hard time convincing me and like i said that's not a position that i am comfortable with but i'm very well, skeptical of the the entire process yes i mean i think if if fauci and other scientists do come out and say that it's ready to go like okay i will I'm, i will get the shot, whatever. Um, I don't think they're going to like, I mean, maybe it's just a vial of bleach that Trump is putting into us. I have no idea. But I mean, let's also, the last time I've seen other articles that talked about the last times we had, you know, big pandemics, whether or not that was 
polio or measles. Um, we, I mean, I think our parents will remember there was no such thing as like religious freedom bills or any of these things for vaccine. They literally lined kids up at mm-hmm. the school and they went down the line and gate like there was no choice. And sometimes they used the same needle. So like they, there was no choice about getting the vaccine or not. Like we as a society were like, everybody is getting this line your ass up. Here you go. We are now just like too crazy and anybody can get an exemption or people think that they are immune or they're going to be fine. We just live in a different world. So I don't know. Bit more of the story. We're fucked. (laughs) I mean, I do think we're going to be wearing masks for years. (laughs) That's what I think is going to happen. I think we're legitimately going to be wearing masks for years. Yeah. I, I definitely, you know, we're, people talk about 2020 and how it's just a dumpster fire and how like next year is going to be better. And I was like, I, I don't know if that's true because we're going to be in the exact same mess. It's going to be like, it has potential to be worse. I don't know. Like I, who knows how this is going to play out. I hear you. Doesn't look good so far. No, it doesn't. Do you have Which any is- parting thoughts? I my my blood was negative for COVID nineteen antibodies. Well, I the CDC have, and everybody tells you that, that that test doesn't actually work. Uh, the antibody test? Yes, that has like a fifty percent like false positive rate, and the CD says CDC came out and was like, "Don't spend your money on this test because it's actually not accurate." Oh. Well, I did not spend money on it. No, I know, but like. Mm-hmm. Um, my parting thoughts are I have two Carmen you ready for them I'm ready one gender reveal parties are dumb and <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and these people are getting crazy and clearly they are starting wildfires so please stop it with your crazy gender reveal parties nobody actually cares it's just another way to make everything about you so knock it off party thought number two is it is mum time. It is time to go out and get your mums. It is mum time. And, and um, Costco. Costco has the best, biggest mum plants, and they're only $14.99. So if you're looking for mums, find somebody with a Costco membership and go get the big, huge ones from Costco as opposed to spending $20 at, like, I don't know, high V to buy the little teeny eight-inch pots. Go buy the big pots from Costco. That, those are my parting thoughts. You know what else Costco has right now? Flu shots? Christmas trees. Oh, I know. It's so exciting. They had giant Christmas trees up on Friday when I went to Costco. And Friday was September 4th. What the hell? Simmer down. Although I'm totally putting my tree up in like October. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Christmas trees make me happy and fuck it. I'm going to take down my flag bunting and I'm going to put up my Christmas tree and no one can stop me. I like it. I like it. All right. I'll chat with you later. Okay. XO. Bye. Thank you for listening to Our Point. To stay up to date and for links of the articles that we discussed in this podcast, join us on Facebook and Twitter at Our Point Podcast. If you have articles that you would like us to discuss, feel free to tag us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can also email us at ourpointpodcast at gmail.com.